Hi everyone, welcome to Project Mindy, a podcast about the work of Mindy Kaling. Today I'm joined by my friend Kalindi from the Housewives Heretics podcast, and we're talking about the 10th episode and season one finale of The Sex Lives of College Girls. Hi, thank you for having me again. Yes, I'm so excited. So I think this finale was the strongest episode of the season. I thought it was great. Yeah. So good. Cannot wait for next season. It set it up so perfectly. Yeah, I mean, the whole season was good, but this was just, like, you could tell this, like, is a really, like, well-written, like, well-planned show. Yes, with so much character development. Like, every single character has a good, solid storyline. The supporting characters are incredible. It's Mindy again. Yes. Oh, and I have to drop that I'm so excited that... Shortly, I will be interviewing um, Renika Williams, who plays Willow on the show, and she has some hilarious scenes this episode, so I'm super excited to talk to her. Yes, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. I had that highlighted to bring it up in her scene, so I'm so glad you dropped it. I will be bringing it up a lot during while we're talking. You should only talk about that. Yes. (laughs) uh okay so the last time we talked um Kimberly got caught cheating because she was cheating in basically like the dumbest way possible like going Mm -hmm. to the bathroom during tests the worst um so I was thinking she should have asked Layton like some like rich person way to cheat because I'm sure like there's some you know I don't know, some electronic device you can use or like something better than putting note cards in a trash Yeah, or hire someone that looks like you to sit and take the Uh, test for you. You know what? I've heard, well, I saw this. um, Did you ever watch Mr. Robot? No. Okay. It's, I I don't even understand the show, but my husband watched it. Um, So Rami Malek, who's the star of that show, has a twin and he said, on some talk show that in college he had his twin take a test for him and like the teacher didn't know. So yeah. So smart. And especially because it's like a one-on-one class or whatever entry level. And you see that it's a huge auditorium full of students. So they're not going to notice. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the professor like knew who she was. Right. Um, so they're sitting in the calf. We always called it the calf when I was in college. I don't know why. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, or lame. Um, so also in the end of the last episode, Leighton told Nico's girlfriend that he was cheating. And he gets really mad at her. And she's like, whatever, it's your fault. It is. Um. I guess the girlfriend broke up with him. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do that kind of TV cliche where she's talking to him in their dorm room and the other girls are kind of crowded outside listening and then the door opens and then they kind of end up falling anyways. Yes. Um, but Bella did touch something, apparently. <laughs> I think she should have said, like, Kimberly, I see why you like him. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he does not. I don't know. I wonder how good the sex was. Yeah, I think that it was probably good only because he's hot. So I feel like, especially if he's rich and hot and they've been going out since, what did Leighton say, like she was 13 or something, he's probably had like loads of sex with older women. Loads of sex. Loads of sex. <laughs> so many laundry loads of sex. Um, yeah, so I guess that plot line is over. I don't know. Once I found out he was cheating, I was just like, eh, done. Yes, same. And it's, it hurt my feelings a lot. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we thought, like, hey, maybe he's, like, the rare frat guy that's actually really sweet and into Kimberly. Yeah, rich frat guy. Not even just the frat guy. Like, extremely wealthy 1% frat guy. Like, maybe he's nice. Wrong. Wrong. We should never be fooled by those guys. I know. Um... So then the Catellan storyline is Bella and Carla were both, well, she used the word assaulted, which I don't know if they used before. Yeah, I, I don't know if they used that word before, but I don't know if they've said it really anything. You know, the Catellan people at least. Yeah. So, I mean, but they were. Um, I had to look up his name because I kept forgetting. Ryan. Ryan. Yes. <laughs> Generic blonde. Yes. Blonde. Um, so they kick him out and they say, like, you're not co-editor and make a whole dramatic thing of, like, pulling his plaque down or something. Yes. I loved when Eric did that. I know. But then I was wondering, like, can they do that? Like, do they have a board? Do they have, like, a faculty advisor? I don't know how it works. Yeah, I feel like they're, like, self-governed because they were the ones that were choosing all of the writers. And True. it seemed like they were the board that were was assembled to fire him, basically. And I thought Eric was so precious, especially because Ryan's like, you're going to take her word over mine and they're like why would they make this up why would two random girls just accuse you of this and so I was like good job babe but yeah he was very cute um but I was wondering I thought it would be sort of like um the soccer coach where like more allegations came out because I don't think he just decided to do this like this year I'm sure he's done similar things before yeah and maybe there will um because like this was just the board and so you know we see the whole group meeting later and you know the further (laughs) unraveling so maybe there are going to be more stories yeah and then well I'll just skip ahead because we, we talk about this every episode, but the show has those very short scenes and then skips around. So let's just, well, go to the scene where Evangeline becomes the new co-editor and they're announcing it to the Catalan people. But everyone knows that it was Bella and Carla, right? Or like, yeah, yeah. So then, of course, there's a group of guys who are like, uh, we don't think this is fair. Yeah. And and then we did say that we didn't know whether the hand jobs would be brought up, but Ryan does bring them up. Yes, to try to discredit her. And I love that Eric just shut him down. Yes. I thought Eric handled this so well. He redeemed himself from last episode when he was shocked by the news. And I think that, you know, it made more sense knowing that that was not only his co-editor, but his best friend, his roommate, you know, like yeah. we said before, you don't want to believe that someone that you like truly love could be capable of something like that. 
What would you do? I don't know. I, it's so hard because it's one of those situations where obviously on paper, you always say like, oh my gosh, believe survivor, you know, like yeah, yeah, hands yeah. down, I believe the girl over anyone, but it's just so much harder when it's actually in person. And it depends who it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I hope that I would believe whoever the victim. I hope that I would. Do you, that's what I want to do. Do you remember? It was like a few years ago. It was when Lena Dunham was still everywhere. And like someone, I don't know if it was like someone she had worked with got accused of like harassing someone. And she said, like, she came out and said, Oh, I think this is like the 1% time where the girl is not telling the truth. And she got all this backlash for it. I don't know what ended up happening. Oh, my God. I don't even remember that. I remember all of the James Franco stuff. Um, oh, but, yeah. Yeah. And, like, even Seth Rogen won't work with him now, which I thought was really great. Good job, Seth. Yeah. This person we all want to be and, you know, say enough. Did, enough. Any, did anyone else come out and say that about um, James against Franco? Against James? Um, like, like um, believing the survivors? Yeah. Um, I honestly can't remember. Uh, I know for sure Seth. I'm thinking maybe Judd Apatow too. Or maybe that's just wishful thinking. Yeah, wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't. Oh, wait. Um, what about, what's his name? The cannibal who lives next door to Erica. Oh, my gosh. Why can't uh, I Army Hammer. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, okay. Let's bring it back to this, the show. His co-star, Timothy Chalamet. I don't think has said anything about it. Yeah, it's such a shame. But I I wonder too, with famous people, you know, they all have PR people and managers and attorneys. And so I wonder sometimes if they say, do not speak on this. Yeah, that would make sense. But still, you should definitely say like, uh, no, that ain't me. Yeah, but- and in case people didn't know timothy chalamet is the sister of pauline chalamet who plays kimberly yeah our girl oh maybe he'll guest star or something next season that would be interesting that would be so good uh not that she got the show because of nepotism or anything because i think i think she is a such a strong actress i agree and so perfect for this role definitely like her whole look the short hair and everything mm-hmm she is like perfect like couldn't pick a better person so after recovering from what is the name of the soccer coach oh gosh I don't remember now hold on give me a second let me think in my brain (laughs) we see Kanan shirtless in Whitney's bed and she looks so sexy in that sports bra yeah she's so hot and he's distracted by all of Kimberly's like stuffed animals and her big booby bra. And I think it's so precious because it just shows that Kanan is really such a sweet guy. Not just a hot face like Nico. Yes, exactly. Okay, so hot guys can be nice. Yeah, but not rich and like 1% a frat guy and nice. Maybe that's the lethal combination. Yeah, because we we do think everyone who works at SIPs is it's like a work study job, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do not look as good in sports bras as Whitney does. Or maybe she's wearing some, like, expensive ones. Yeah, she's rich, too. But, I mean, she has a great body, and she works out every day. So she deserves it. (laughs) They're her soccer team workouts. 
So her mom, Sherry Shepard, shows up and she's like, oh, my God, um, you have to put on a shirt. So I thought her mom would get more upset about seeing Kanan in the room. But I guess she just kind of had bigger stuff to deal with. Yeah, I think she definitely had bigger stuff. And they're in college. He was age appropriate. He was hot. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, finally age appropriate. Yeah, yeah, finally. And so, nice. Yes, he's very nice. Um, So she says it was Willow, which, like, she's just, you know, too scared to tell her mom. But I, I totally get that. I would not admit it to – if my – I mean, I don't think I would want to admit it to my mom the way she is, but especially the relationship she has with her mom and the public figure, I wouldn't want to yeah. say. And the fact that she is a senator and not only just a public figure but has so much power, you don't know if she's going to full force go after this guy – and like make you do a press tour. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh God. I wonder he's, what he's doing. I hope he's like blacklisted. Yeah, I hope he is in jail. But we we don't know how long this was going on because it could have been going on when she was like still in school, right? Yeah, because they they had already started when they school first began. They had already been together. It was already established. <clears throat> so uh yeah whatever i'm glad the storyline's over me too um kimberly's talking to her dad about the cheating thing my parents would be so mad at me oh for sure can you imagine losing your scholarship (laughs) or being expelled i can't even fathom that expensive school that you worked so hard for and they've given up everything her mom had to sell her piano i know how much would you get for a piano, though? I have no idea. I'm guessing enough to help with her dorm or help with something. <coughs> I'm sorry. I keep coughing. I just have to talk about the show. Because, um, oh, so we had a, whatever. I had a piano growing up that we got a garage sale, and it was like $100, so... What a bargain. Yeah. I don't think Kimberly's mom has like a baby grand or something. Maybe. Maybe she inherited it or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we always had a piano growing up too because my grandpa was a pastor and like we had a church. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And my grandma would play. But I don't – we never bought it. You know, like they had it far, far long before I was born. So I never oh, like piano shopped. I bet that would uh, fetch a lot of money. I – um, we like gave it to my cousin. So. Ugh, what a waste. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what were we talking about? Kimberly, Kimberly. Her dad. Yeah. And I know they had to like not stretch out the conversation because, you know, the show only lasts for like 48 minutes or something. But her dad was like, oh, I can't believe you did this. And then was like, oh, I'm not mad at you. And I was like, uh... Everybody makes mistakes. Like, he fully t- put on a Hannah Montana wig and performed Nobody's Perfect for her and reminded her when he drove off with his dad's ashes on the hood of the car. Those are the- not similar. No. I don't. Sweet. Sweet dad, I guess. Yeah. And she d- he did say, don't tell your mom because she's going to be more upset. So I'm guessing the mom would have the more appropriate reaction. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So going on in my notes, I realized that we, I didn't mention that during the Catullan meeting, Bella ends up quitting because she's like, I always wanted to do this. And then I've been hate crimed by an alum, which I, I don't think she used the word hate crime before, but okay. Yeah. Um, and then harassed and did she say something else? Um, I think that they went after Evangeline too, because she's the first co-editor in her story. And so they're saying like, of course, you're going to believe her. You're benefiting from his demise. And so she's like, nah, y'all suck. I'm out. Yeah. I was really proud of her. I didn't think she'd do it. I was so proud of her because this is why she went to this school (coughs) and like her whole life goal. So good job for walking out. Yeah. I don't think I would do it though. Yeah, I would be terrified. (laughs) I would never have reported Ryan in the first place. Yeah. Good job, babe. Good job. You're braver than we are. Yes. So then we get like the best episode, or I'm sorry, the best scenes of the whole season. And what is like all in the previews, it's the any anything but clothes party. And they all have the montage of them in their rooms and like, pre-gaming <laughs> okay I'm still coughing so talk a little bit about the costumes and tell me which one was your favorite okay so they're pre-gaming with um carrot cake schnapps that they got on clearance and Kimberly wears a little gift bag she looks adorable Layton is a deck of cards um Whitney is like all flowers and Bella is ca- uh, wrapped in caution tape and I think Bella looked the hottest. I think I would have probably worn the gift bag (laughs) if I had to do it. Um, And I think Layton's was my favorite, just like overall chicness. Yes. And where did Kimberly find that gift bag? I don't know. Maybe like Costco or somewhere that has really big ones because they do make pretty big bags. Oh, okay. I didn't think of that because I feel like the others... Okay, like, Bella stole the caution tape, which, I mean, like, at least it's free. Right. I kind of think Leighton had someone make that costume for her because it was so perfect. Yeah, she definitely had it made. And then Whitney's looked like it was, like, fake flowers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, like, Dollar Tree flowers. Yeah. Like, glued onto a bodysuit, probably. Do you think she made that herself? Um, I think that we are supposed to believe that she made that herself. Because she seems more like a do-it-yourselfer. Like, she never talks about having nannies or assistants or, you know. So I think she's more hands-on. And it was super cute. So. It was very cute. And the song playing over it, um, I don't know if the song was called Lucid Dreams, but it was, I don't know, that was the, the lyrics. And I spent forever trying to make gifts of this scene. So I have listened to that Lucid Dreams, Lucid Dreams so <laughs> many times. You're having lucid dreams of lucid dreams? Yes. I think you actually made them. Or you sent me screenshots, I think. Yeah. Because I just could not handle it. (laughs) But they looked really cute. So Um, cute. Yeah. So then they're at the party, and I tried to pause to see what other costumes I could find. Lila was in condoms that she got for free at the student center. 320 condoms, which is such a good idea. Did you guys have condoms at your student center? We did, but I 
would never like take them. Grab them. See, we had them at our, I don't remember if they were at the student center, but they always had them at our bars and I would take them. But you use them. Yeah. I just thought like, okay, you know, when you're a kid and, or like when we were kids, they were always like, oh, people are going to put razor blades in. Oh my gosh. In your candy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You thought they were going to like lace your condom. Yeah, no, well, I always thought, like, what if, um, you know, like, a needle, like, pinpricks, and then there's, like, a hole, even though I don't even think, I spent a lot of energy when I was younger being, like, I can't get pregnant, but. I mean, that's, that was a good effort. That was (laughs) very smart. You should, all young girls really put your energy in not getting pregnant until you're completely ready, and you want to be a mother, and if you don't, don't ever be a mother, but. No yeah. pressure. That is a good thing to focus your energy in for sure. Um, and I, I think I thought like, okay, if they're giving them out free, it's like the store brand or something. Like it's like, totally going to break. Yeah. Not like Durex or whatever. Yeah. I think that they did use Durex and like they had Magnums at some of my books. <laughs> I obviously yeah. um, spent too much time with these condoms. And they, ha- I remember them having like flavored ones and stuff because it was trying to be like cool. Yeah. Um, I have never used a flavored condom, but I got these flavored dental dams, and <laughs> I think they ha- no, I think they handed those out free. And in my dorm, we were like trying to see what they tasted like, and it was like sort of like like fruit roll ups, but they pineapple, were- <laughs> like Teresa, <laughs> like fruit roll ups. That's so interesting. Hmm. I should be eating more pineapple or not. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. We're married. <laughs> um, okay. So the other costumes I saw, um, there was a guy who was hitting on Layton and he had on pizza boxes. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a lot of the guys were shirtless because it's much easier, I guess, to do, you know, just like one part as opposed to covering up your top. Also. Yeah. Definitely way easier for guys. And Kanan was wearing like a unicorn float. That was really cute. He He's so cute. He's my favorite, I think. I love him. Uh, yeah, he's my new favorite guy. I saw someone I think was in duct tape. Not like duct, like strips of duct, mm-hmm. duct tape kind of. Um, I saw someone in CDs, which is funny because I don't think those age kids ever use CDs, did they? Yeah, probably not. They probably went to, like, Walmart or somewhere. You know how you can buy, like, the stuff when we we would have to burn our own? Yeah. (laughs) They probably just went and got those. They don't even know those CD cases we used to have that you could, like, flip and hold a lot. Oh, wow. What a time, guys. Uh, Golden age. Um, Evangeline is in post-its, right? Yes, very Romeo Michelle of her. Love that. Uh, yes. And the straps were, I think, Jolly Ranchers. <gasps> I didn't even catch that. That's so um, cute. I feel like it looked like hard candy to me. But, like, she – I mean, everyone's was really great, but she hers just seemed, like, really detailed – Mm-hmm. Kind of, I mean, could hard, to, hard. It was hard to see, but she did a very good job. Yeah, I think I, I, think I saw someone who was wearing, like, it was definitely a guy, and it was a, it was like shorts, and they had something that looked like bananas on them. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Um, and then Nico had like a big hat. 
Yeah. Like two hats. On his front and his back. <laughs> front and his back. I wonder what he was using to hold that on. Um, Speedo with like yeah. tape on it. Maybe. So brave. So brave. And then Kimberly decides that night to steal the tests from Theta. Because I guess all the parties they go to are Theta, right? Except mm-hmm. for the naked party. Yep. And she's going to show the disciplinary committee because Lila was like, you have to give them something. Yes, exactly. Smart, Lila. Very yeah, smart. Very smart. Um, so she tries to put the tests in her gift bag. And of course it breaks. And I was confused why she needed all of them because I totally get why she should have taken them. But she should have just taken one of the folders. She knew where they were. So she should have just said, look at what I have. There are so many more at the house, at the frat house. It seemed like she was just trying to take everything that was in the file cabinet. Yeah. Um, good one. I don't think she's really in her right mind now. Right no, now. she's like, losing it fairly. And Nico catches them and he's like, go ahead, take them. <clears throat> but I, like his frat is going to get in big trouble. I don't see him doing that. Yeah, and I think that he, that was kind of redeeming him, like, that he really did like Kimberly, because if he's willing to risk that for her not to get expelled, that's a big deal. Yeah, but I don't think he would do that. I get get what they were trying to do, but, like, couldn't that, what's it called when they, like, kick the frat off campus when someone gets, like, alcohol poisoning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely could have, but maybe he just knows that his family's so rich that they can kind of get them out of it true true so then when they're leaving um bella sees eric and she runs up to him in her in her caution tape dress and he totally gives her the once over it was so cute so cute and i would give her like a four times over because she looks so hot she looks so good her makeup was perfect and, like, I know she's really into guys with abs, but my type is, like, the skinny guy with glasses, like Eric. So, I really hope something ends up happening with them. Yeah, I think it will because it was such a cute moment. And she was, like, basically just asking how he was. And he's, like, my <laughs> life's basically terrible. Like, <laughs> it's basically over. And I have to ask my dads for money. And she's, like, you have two gay dads. That's so fun. It's like, you think it's fun? Well, yeah, I guess so. And happy Pride, everyone. Oh, yes. I hope I was... everyone with two gay dads has the best time. <laughs> um, I thought he would be, like, more offended that she was like, that's so fun. But he kind of went with it. You can sort of see, like, he does, He was always so serious. But I think his real personality is a little nicer. Yeah, I mean, he's a comedian. He has to have some, you know fun and lightness (laughs) inside him you would think you would think yeah no he seems really sweet and so I'm thinking that if Ryan is his best friend and he's kicking him out I bet all their mutual friends are like taking sides right now too oh for sure and what we didn't say is um when we see Evangeline and Joe who's wearing a toga um at the party they tell Bella that they quit too all and they're yeah, and they're, like, forming an all-women comedy troupe or writer group, whatever. 
Writer and, group. <laughs> yeah. So not only does he have no roommate, no best friend, and a lot of the guys are mad at him, they lost a lot of their writers. So wait, so they're not gonna get to work together then? I I'm guessing no, right? Because if it's all girls. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know, maybe they'll start a whole new one. Though I I'm just really curious, like if everyone it's such like I mean, I think it's based on the lampoon and it's such like a prestigious thing that I wonder what does happen when like half the people quit because they have all those like rich alumni and stuff. Yeah, I would think that in real life, because you said like you said, it's so prestigious and so well funded. Yeah, Uh, we know it's super competitive. And so for Bella to even be able to get on it, especially as a freshman writer was a huge deal. So I would think that plenty of people would be more than happy to fill those spots. Oh, true. And I mean, a lot of I don't remember if they said the number of people, but like there are only like a couple slots, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, freshman. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I think this happened a few a little bit before, but Willow and um, Whitney's mom are in the calf, and Willow is so funny talking about her affair with the soccer coach, and she's like, he took my flower. He took my flower. Give the woman an Oscar. She nailed this. I mean, she was very believable. Yes, totally. And Whitney says, I almost believed her. Yeah. Um. Okay, but then her mom said, oh, if you need anything, let me know. And I thought it was going to go to her asking for, like, tickets to something or, like, you know, an internship, like, some kind of hookup. But she didn't say anything. I hope no. she got something, though. I hope so, too. She's just a good friend. That was just her really being there for Whitney. And we do, well, skipping ahead, Whitney does confess to her mom that actually, first of all, Willow's gay and that she made it up um, and she was the one who was having the affair. It's not an affair, right? I, I should stop saying that. It's a... Yeah, it's so hard because like we said, we don't know how old she was, um, but obviously he used a position of power to, and inappropriately was with her so I guess yeah it's probably not an affair so I guess the storyline has been and it's been brought up a few times that she's not close to her mom because her mom's always working Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot about that part so when they were like she was like do you want to come back to the hotel room and talk there's supposed to be this moving scene I was like eh. yeah I think that it was nice because her mom kind of took the blame and she was not upset or mad at Whitney she was like I can't believe that I put my career first and like built this environment that you couldn't come to me yeah and so I thought it was nice I'm glad for Whitney she's thriving her mom's being nice her new boyfriend's hot you go girl yeah I mean she and Bella had definitely like the most positive endings yes definitely and then also after the party, Leighton goes to see Alicia. Oh, and well, first she sees her on a dating app and she gets excited. But then she sees that she's written no closet, no closet cases, I think, in her bio. And she looks so sad. I feel bad for her. Oh, so bad. So sad. And then she, she, I think it was so brave of her to show up at her apartment and say, I miss you. Because she's a very, like, proud 
person. Mm -hmm, definitely. And yeah, she really laid her heart on the line. And Alicia said, I can't move backwards. So we both have to move on and rejected her. And she had to leave in her little deck of cards. I know. I really thought that it was not going to end like that, but she was going to let her in and say like, you know, I want to be with you. Like maybe I'll help you come out or something. But Alicia was just over it. Yeah. And I think that it was because <laughs> we had to have a depressed lay and, you know, in the ending scene and Kimberly goes to check on her and Layton is crying about a breakup and Kimberly keeps saying like, he's not worth it. You deserve better. And she admit she comes out to Kimberly. That was such an amazing scene. I cried so hard. It was I got teary. So beautiful. It was so sweet. And Kimberly like said the right thing. Like, yeah, it would be really scary and it must be very scary to come out. But the only way you're going to be happy is to be yourself. Happy pride, everyone. Yes. And when Leighton said, I don't want to be like this and was like sobbing, I was like, you don't really see that on TV. Or I don't know. I'm trying to think if you do. But it just seems so true and like very like realistic of her to say that. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of times when we see gay characters, which is obviously not enough, yes. it's always like very stereotypical and like very flamboyant. Like we don't get to see the journey of them coming out or any shame or any, not that they should feel shame, obviously, but you know, like yeah. that is a huge struggle for a lot of people. And that's why a lot of people feel like they need to stay in the closet for a long time. And so we don't get that like vulnerability. We don't get that side. And so I think that's really important to show that story for people that are struggling. Like that would be so relatable and so meaningful. So yeah, I never thought of that, but you're right. Like, I mean, I guess maybe this is considered an old show, but like Will and Grace, it's like skipping ahead to when they're adults and settled and like comfortable with themselves Right. And even though, um, like, obviously, it wasn't tumultuous because Will and Grace were a couple, they're yeah. fine now. So even when you see in flashbacks, like, you know, that it's all resolved. And right. Will is like a very wealthy, powerful attorney in New York City, you know, like, they're, they're yeah. doing great. So yeah, we don't usually. Oh, and like, okay, so Willow, for example, we didn't see her journey coming out, but she's right. really comfortable with herself or Travis. Which one's Travis? Uh, the one that like uh, spray tans Bella. Oh! And he, remember, he's like, don't tell my parents I'm gay. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, the spray tanning. Yes. That was the reason their fridge was run. <laughs> wait, that was the reason? Yes, because they unplugged the fridge to plug oh. in his spray tan machine. At first, I thought you were saying that they put like the spray tan oh, like, like stuff the in the fridge. And no. it or something. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um... So Kimberly's in front of the disciplinary committee and I looked it up because I looked up on Yale's website because Justin Noble, the co-creator went to Yale and I wanted to see what like the policy is. And they said the executive committee is made up of eight faculty members and 12 undergrads that review it, but I don't know yeah. who makes the final decision. And they said, they also said, um, Yale regards cheating as a serious offense for which the standard penalty is two semesters of suspension. 
So I think that's fair because like cheating is a really big deal. Yeah, definitely. Especially on such a big exam and stuff. It wasn't, you know, just a quiz or a homework assignment. It was, it was very, was very it, it was the midterm, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And I feel really bad for her, but she does. I liked her speech to the disciplinary committee where she was like, it's really hard and she didn't really go into it, but did say, I, I think it was implied that like, she was the smartest kid at her, you know, small town public school, but she's competing with all these kids who went to like, you know, really fancy boarding schools and stuff and are more prepared than her. Right. And she has to work on top of it. Yeah, I think she did say she works five days a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she works a ton and she has a scholarship. So that's why it's obviously going to be such a struggle because we obviously find out that she's not expelled, thankfully, but she lost her scholarship. And so she needs 23000 a semester. Okay, so I, I mean, I, they left it, that was like the end. And I guess we're going to find out what happens. But I really hope that like Leighton just like gives her the money. I hope so too. But I don't, I don't know. Especially because obviously it's not her money. And we see, you know, in the episode where their parents all come to town that she does try to do that. And yes. her parents are like, why are your, why is your card here? This is weird. And so I don't know if they would be the kind of people that would do that. Do you watch Succession? No. Okay. Well, you don't have to watch the show for this, but um, it's like the, like the wealthiest family in the world or something. But they, I always wonder, like... How much is Layton's like credit card limit? Like, yeah, can she? You can't put tuition on a credit card, though, right? They probably like pay it off. Oh, yeah. Like her well, parents just, probably write a check. They probably just do that at the beginning of the four years. But you can pay your tuition on a credit card. Oh, you can. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you definitely can. So hopefully, but once again, they see her bills. Or her statements, at least. And so. Okay, so she could take out, I mean, like, obviously it would be terrible, but a lot of people do take out student loans and end up with, like, $150,000 in loans at the end of four years, which would suck. Yeah. And I wonder, though, if there's going to be something, you know how you can't get federal aid if you like have a drug crime or like a, a felony, like there's all the stipulation. Wait, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't get federal aid. Um, you can take out private loans, I think. Yeah. Like, which are the worst. Exactly. But you cannot get any federal aid. So you can't get like the unsubsidized or subsidized loans through like the federal government. Like it's crazy. And um, you have to be taking, I think, a certain amount of credit hours each each semester. Like, there's a lot. It's not as easy as, you know, people think. So I think, I wonder if they're putting something on her record that is oh, going oh. to uh, not give her that availability. I mean, we know she's going to be in next season because they're filming. So right. they're going to do something. Yeah, and I want. I wonder if it will be like a major storyline. You know, I picture her like having a bunch of jobs and like running around. Yes, making yes. some like comedy routine. But it is like a really serious problem. Like 
I guess in a not TV show, she would just like leave and go like enroll in state school or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And have to move back cross country. Or like you said, if she's eligible, she would get a ton of student loans. And we know that it's really, they're hard to pay back. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so insane. The cost of these schools, it's $23,000 a semester. That's crazy. That's outrageous, you know? Yeah. Poor Kimberly. But I don't know. It'll 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 end up okay. Yeah, she'll be fine. <laughs> it's the so, real people that we're worried about. That we're worried about. Um, yeah, I still have student loans from grad school. Same. Um, which was a mistake, everyone. I, but I feel like it wasn't a mistake. Like if you don't, for have me, an option, I feel like yeah, I maybe shouldn't have gone unless I had more funding. Yeah, but I, do you feel like it helped you in your career? Like, do you think you're making more money? And or having opportunities that you didn't want to have without it? Well, it's only because when you look at like the job descriptions, it says you have to have a master's and yes. I do, but it's not like what I learned did anything. Yeah, but that's what the problem is. You yeah, know, you can't really be competitive with a four year degree anymore. So because that's my internship for grad school ended up getting me a job like my my job yeah. I have now. So um, I bet Kimberly, I don't know if they ever said her major, but like, she's really into French. So I don't think she is planning a job that's going to make her like a ton of money either. She's she wants like, to go to law school. Remember? Oh, and be the next, um, Kamala Harris. I can't I think, remember. I think but in I the first episode, she, she said her and her boyfriend who are not together anymore. Yes. Oh, I think that they, I think actually she said, we're going to be the next Kamala and Doug power couple yeah is he a lawyer um I don't know but she hasn't been married to him very long so maybe Kimberly still has the chance it seemed an odd like thing but I guess no one would be like oh I want to be the next Bill and Hillary no one wants that (laughs) maybe they did like you know 20 years ago I'm sure they do I mean no we're not discrediting Hillary's accomplishments oh yeah very educated woman but I I don't think her anyone same I um canvas for her but no one wants to be cheated on publicly multiple times so yeah um I don't know we can think of a new I oh I would say Barack and Michelle Obama they're both oh yes yes please let me be the next Michelle Obama please let me have her arms lord what I would give I it maybe um Sherry Shepard is supposed to be like a Michelle Obama-esque character yeah I can see that uh okay so that was the season let's make our predictions for next season so oh you know what I read this article that I'm gonna send it to you or I'm gonna post on my Instagram where Bella was described as being bisexual and yeah it was like on somewhere so I wonder if she's going to be I mean I want her to be dating Eric but also it would be great if there was a um if she was good breaking so many barriers like being South Asian and you know dating a woman yeah and And uh, I think that maybe that would help um Leighton come out yeah yeah trying to find girls together that would that would be such a cute storyline that would be so cute because I predict so for Leighton and Kimberly obviously Kimberly is the only person that knows that Leighton is a lesbian. And so I think they're going to be super, super close. And I think that 
Kimberly's going to be kind of like helping Lay um, stay in the closet and Layton's going to help uh, like a chicken with her head cut off Kim, um, Kimberly come up with her tuition. So I feel like she's either going to like sell a lot of her stuff or, you know, like she's going to do something oh. to help Kimberly while Kimberly helps her on her closet journey. So do you, you don't think she's going to like come out to everyone? It's just going to be a secret. I think she will eventually, but I don't think it will be, you know, right, right away. Right. Yeah. I think it will be like once the dust settles. And then for Bella, I feel like the all girl Catellan is going to be like competing with. And I don't know if it will be like for funding or for like um, publishing space or what with oh, yeah. the Catellan. Yeah. And so like her versus Eric with sexual tension and feelings oh, is what so I see. So good. Yeah. You should and, be a TV writer. Oh my God. Mindy, That's call me. <laughs> In her Instagram comments, people are always like, oh, I want to, you know, write for your show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that I have good ideas, I guess, but I am not patient enough to play the long game. You know how, like with Ross and Rachel, you have to wait like 10 years of what they want to say. Like, I'm like, oh my God, get together. Okay, perfect. Like with Mindy, the Mindy Project, like I wanted her and Danny to be together from the first episode and I never wanted them to break up and, you know, like. I don't have that patience to see it out. Yeah, definitely. Also, we stopped recapping the mini project, you and I, because there were these new shows. But we will be recapping it again soon. Yes. Yeah, we can always go back to the mini project. So good. Because we were still only on, like, season one. I looked it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then for Whitney's storyline, I guess she's going to be dating Kayton. And then they'll be, like, I don't know, shenanigans. Yeah, I think she'll be really into her, like, soccer and Kanan, and then um, maybe, like, we'll see her and her mom get closer, because um, Kanan seemed to really support that relationship, too. Yeah, that was really nice of him to say, like, your mom cares a lot. Yeah. Honestly, Whitney had so much drama this season that I think it's okay to, you know, have yeah. her be kind of the more calm one. Yes, please give the girl a break. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You know, in in reality, she should definitely be in like therapy for that whole situation. Absolutely. And maybe her mom will suggest that once they're closer. And oh yeah. You know, hopefully. So that was the episode. Why don't you tell everyone how to find you online and listen to your podcast? Um, you can find our podcast, Housewives Heretics, anywhere you podcast. And we're getting ready to cover the first season of Potomac. Um, so excited. You're going to have to come on. Yes. Um, and then our new Instagram, <laughs> our third one, is at Housewives Heretics underscore. And my Instagram is at Kalindi. Yes, everyone follow their their episodes are much well much better put together than these are um, with your like very professional graphics and everything. Thank you. And you can also find me at project Mindy on Instagram and you can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and let me know if you want to hear about any different shows or books or um, yeah, anything Mindy related. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye.